And so the first thing I would really encourage people to do with their testimonials is make sure that make sure that you feel complete, like, man, I'm through the test. I've walked through it. Now I can talk about it from a place of power, not a place of emotions or fear. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we're talking about your story and your stage. So I interviewed Pete Vargas in show 619, that was the main show, and 621, the habit show. I just couldn't leave his message alone about story and stage and redemption of the hard stories especially. So I posted this question on Facebook. If you were set on a stage before thousands to share something you felt was important, what are some aspects of personal story you think some people could or would connect with? Well, we got really in-depth, heartfelt testimonials here, and I had Pete join me in the live Q&A to help folks understand how to share their stories and struggles and just really connect with people and leverage value for everyone. It was an incredible conversation. Pete's just amazing. His insight is tremendous, and you'll be inspired and empowered powered from this conversation. Uh, remember right now he has a workshop happening that we all at Ziggler are involved in. It's the, the one hour launch where he's helping us clearly communicate our stories and stand out even in the most competitive markets. So get the details and get involved at one hour launch slash Miller. We'll, we'll dive right in with Pete after I share these great resources. Okay, friends, here Pete Vargas and I talk through your Facebook comments to the question, if you were set on a stage before thousands to share something you felt was important, what are some aspects of personal story you think some people could or would connect with? Here we go. Well, Pete, after our initial interview about, you know, using your story and, and to a great extent using the hard aspects of your story to connect with people, to help you to overcome and succeed as opposed to be overcome by those. It was just so profound. I had to post this question. Great responses. I'm just so eager to, to throw them to you and get your feedback because I know you walk in this every day, helping people leverage their stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have had some, I've talked to a few people since that day and it's been really cool. I've had some really powerful folks from your community reach out via messenger and it's been really cool to just see the, um, you know, I had a couple of friends who heard it and text me and shared one of their stories. And so it's been really meaningful. So thank you for having me. Well, my honor. And I just thought what a great opportunity for these folks and for everybody listening to hear true examples of these are what people are dealing with and how you have seen people use these for uh, the betterment of all. So here, let me just dive in. So Tim Dagley here, he says, uh, I had no control of my birth defects and surgeries that transpired, which was a removal of his right testicle at age 12, then not telling the truth, my truth and running from it for years. I now call it my test testimony. Uh, learning to laugh at myself was the best lesson too. You learn to laugh at yourself in a healthy way. It'll take you a long way. Also right now I'm sleeping on a cot next to my wife in her hospital bed as she battles stage four breast cancer. I have a lot to say about God and how he has shown up in many stories these past two and a half years. Boom. There you go. How's that for story to, to utilize? Yeah. So I'm a big believer that I believe we walk out the test before we share the testimony. Mm -hmm. I believe a lot of times what people try to do is they try to talk about it in the midst of it. 
And therefore what happens is there's a lot of pain, pain and hurt and we're not able to convey because we're still walking it out. And so one of the things I'd really encourage him to do is like uh, my heart goes out to him. My prayers go out to him for his wife. I've, I've almost lost my wife two or three times. And guess what? Those two or three times she made it. And I didn't talk about it to friends or family in the moment. I didn't talk about it in the months following. It took, you know, probably a year when our pastor said, will you share that testimony on stage? And both came together and felt like the timing was right. And so the first thing I would really encourage people to do with their testimonials is make sure that make sure that you feel complete, like, man, I'm through the test. Mm. I've wa- walked through it. Now I can talk about it from a place of power, not a place of emotions or fear. So that's the first thing I'd encourage him. The second thing in terms of his testimonial is he has walked through it and he has um, experienced it and he did have shame with it and he did want to cover it up and hold it back and probably had all types of feelings around his story. And here's what I would say about that. He's not the only one that covers up stories or doesn't share stories or hold stories in. And so I think there is a very powerful opportunity for him to share that story in a powerful way that encourages people to not hold those things in. Because when they, we hold those things in, it's like we're being held hostage. And um, I think there he has walked through the testim- testimony in his, the test in his situation. I think there's a powerful way for him to get that message out and allow other people to have the freedom to say, cool, I don't have to hold this in anymore. I can really let go of this. Or maybe I can share it because stories are what change the world. And so maybe he can sh- encourage other people to let go and begin to share their things as well, Kevin. Okay, I'm going to read another one here, but then I'm going to ask a little bit more on something you just said there. Uh, Jennifer Meisel here, she says, I'm always willing to make a change. No fear to try something different. Uh, but the things she's dealt with are how to, how to enjoy being single. How divorce rocked my core beliefs about myself negatively and positively. How I'm constantly dis- dissatisfied with my life. Uh, weight loss struggles. So just, again, they, a lot of people just gave bullet points of things that they have in their lives. So you, you can respond to anything there, but back on what you talked about to walk out the test before the testimony, talk from a place of, of power, not fear. I mean, I've also witnessed so many people who have had things in their lives that they have gotten past, but they struggle with feeling confident enough to speak on it because they're all, they feel like they're always still dealing with it. Like they've, they've never, they've never arrived. And I I assume that there's a balance there that you see on one that you're still struggling with it. You need to come out on top a little bit more, but two, you may never be perfect either. So at some point you've got to talk, talk to us about that a little. Yeah. There's always a scar, but like, there's always a scar, but like, there's also a healing process that happens in the body. And it's like, Oh, I remember I, I can get, I could show you one right here. There's a scar right here. And I can remember very evidently the pain I felt in Chicago the night I was walking back with my family. I remember the pain in my gut. And I remember getting to the hotel bent over. And I remember how painful it was. And uh, crying and my wife saying, you got to go to the emergency room and all of that. I remember all of the pain. I remember being in the hospital and like, do something. I feel like my stomach's about to explode. And it was my gallbladder that was being removed. I mean, my gallbladder was nasty and gross and needed to be removed. Now, guess what? There's a scar there and I won't ever forget that. 
but I don't feel the pain like I felt the pain. I just don't feel pain anymore. And by the way, for three or four or five weeks, I felt the pain and I was in the gym and I would be like, oh, it kind of hurts. It kind of hurt. Oh, pain's going away. Cool. Mm-hmm. The scar's not going away, but the pain's going away. I'm just telling you, we're all intuitively, we all intuitively, it's the same thing spiritually. When that pain is gone and it's not the pain, that, that awful pain that you felt in the midst of your story has gone away, you're at a place where you've walked through the test. Mm. And now it's just the fear monster in your head or the enemy, as I call them in your head, saying, you're not ready. You're not on top of this. You're not. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm lifting again. I'm doing full things again. I'm back in the gym again. There's nothing stopping me anymore because the pain is no longer there. It's the same thing with your stories. Like I believe once you get through that pain and you know when that pain is no longer there, if you haven't gotten through the pain, I'm going to encourage you to go get help. And what I'm going to ask you to get help and make sure your wife, your spouse, your friends, your community, your church, your pastors, whoever help you. And what I don't want your audience to hear when you're walking through that, I'm not saying don't go share it with people in your inner circle in your life. Yes, get their support. But it's not time for you to share it on a stage in front of other people because you're still in the pain. And I want you to get through that pain. And you know when that pain is gone. I, I do. I know when it's gone. And uh, that's does that make sense, Kevin? Absolutely. And it, it takes me back even to what Jennifer wrote here. And she talks about how to enjoy being single that you're saying, well, are you enjoying being single? That's a place to exactly. speak from as opposed to, you know, one of the other things she says here is how I'm constantly dissatisfied with my life. That sounds like a current place that she's in. When I, when you read hers, it sounded more current to me. That's exactly what resonated with me. And so she's got to walk through that before she begins to share it with other people. And on the other side, one day, she's going to be able to have complete freedom around and no guilt. There's no guilt or shame or condemnation in what she's gone through with the divorce in her own internal being there might be. But one day when she's on the other side and feels some freedom in that, She's going to be able to share that and impact people who are walking through that. That's the beauty of this journey. It's like find people who are four or five steps ahead of us and learn from them mm-hmm. and engage with them. And she's going to be that person for a lot of people. But right now, I would encourage her to find that person who actually walks that out in joy and peace. Wonderful. Here's another one. This one's pretty, pretty significant. Heather English, she says, um, Funny, you should ask this question. This is my dream in life. I'm currently writing a book, but here's a short synopsis of what I would want people to understand from a presentation. Uh, the topic adversity caused by self-hate and how to overcome it. Um, the main catalyst for self-hate personally are being constantly was being constantly bullied as a child, enduring emotional abuse regularly and multiple sexual assaults. Uh, the outcomes from that self-hate are su- were substance abuse and addictions, self-mutilation, sex addiction, weight gain of 90 pounds, health problems, and more. And so overcoming that self-hate through developing self-esteem, she's eating mostly natural plant-based food, uh, limits processed foods and drinks. She exercises regularly. She spends time in nature. She's practicing forgiveness, finding the positive in every negative, reading and writing, helping others as much as possible, and following a routine. How's that? Yeah. So I, I guess I'm a, uh, tell me what, what, so she, she's on the other side. She's on the Sounds other side. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> she's on the other side. And now to be able to share where she's come from and where she's at, that's the, when we, if you go back to the podcast, I talked about the ordinary and the extraordinary. 
And ultimately, that's the place when we've gotten to that other side where we've got some victory over it and freedom over it. But we were also once there in those people's shoes and walked in their shoes. People just want to understand. They want to connect with you through your stories. And then as they connect with you through their stories, which she will have a power, there's a powerful one there. They also want to understand how to move to that place in their life. Mm. And now she has that because she's on the other side. And so it sure sounds like she's ready um, to be able to share how she moved from where she was to where she's at today. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Roger White here. He says, my stepson at age 15 was injured in a high school wrestling match. Due to the injury, he immediately became a quadriplegic. Uh, He's gone through surgery and hundreds of therapy sessions, including stem cell therapy in Switzerland. His life and our perspective has forever been changed. Uh, Four years later, he was able to walk across the stage with the help of an elbow walker for his high school graduation. He's now a sophomore in college, gets around via a wheelchair and a van that he drives with hand controls. He aspires to be a speaker, helping people that have physical limitations to challenge them to keep going. Uh, As believers in the power of prayer, we created a Facebook page called Prayers for Hunter Garston. His journey has been prayed for and followed now by over 19,000 people from 44 countries around the world. That's a big story. Uh, yeah, it is. And I think about people like Kyle Maynard and Nick, Nick Vujicic or Vujicic. Vujicic. Like, yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> Vujicic. Vujicic. Yeah. I think about those two. Yeah. And I think about the amount of people. Kyle Maynard climbed Mount Kilimanjaro without any arms yeah. and legs. He's a all, an all-American wrestler. And then Nick obviously does some incredible things. And here's what I want you to know. Um, you know, Romans 8, 28. You know, all things work together for the, the glory of God. And those two men have done some empow- some amazing things to inspire people's lives and to get them to change. And I believe his son is going to do the same thing. And so there is a story there. Mm-hmm. People are wanting that, to hear that. And uh, I just think there's a, a huge opportunity for them to impact a whole lot of people. So I validate it and yeah. think it's so powerful. Absolutely. I'm sure now, you, I'm sure. Now you- it's, it, it's now it's now here's the mistake yeah, people yeah. make is they they will give up on it a lot because they don't understand how to, to sustain that. Like, like there, there is revenues that we want to come in so you can have the reach and impact that you want to have. And so I believe like, it's really, really important to, 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 to do things right out of the gates to set that foundation and really begin to build um, some of the infrastructure and some of the infrastructure that we're doing in this workshop, the next couple of weeks, it will help you understand how do I get my message out there? How do I tell it in a powerful way? But how do I how do I sustain the revenues and the monetization that I want to have so I can do this full time? And so I think that's really important for anybody that wants to share their story is making sure that that's there too. Well, absolutely. And hey, I'll do a, a shameless promotion on that. Again, folks, we're talking about the one hour launch workshop.com slash Miller. If you go to that one so we can track it, but that's the uh, the event that's going on right now that we are promoting. The entire Ziegler family and team is promoting because the this this platform is so powerful to use these stories to go up there whatever message you have and you know real quick give a call I mean because we're talking about a message if you've got a message on I've got a message right now on a new alternative health insurance product we're coming out that's not my story necessarily but we're saying you're saying if I get up on stage to share this message that can help so many people to share this product this service whatever how can you connect with them and we are such an age of 
being over bombarded with so many products and services that to me, it feels like we are, I think that's why the podcast world is blowing up. We are dying for personal connection, people that we trust, people that we relate to for any product or service. Cause they, we, we think of any product or service, there's, there's a zillion of them out there. Who do we want to associate with? And I think is that that really the heart of why you're saying we've got to connect with people personally and you do it through your story. Yeah, through your story. But you just said that's not my story, but it's a part of your overall story. And there's a True. reason why you're passionate about that. So there's a story connected to why you're even doing that. Yeah. And so for people True. to understand that story, you talk about how this alternative is going to change people's lives. And then you give the call to action. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, yes, like I just believe, you know, with the the scrolling of blogs and the scrolling of Facebook and all of that, like for people to consume like 60 minutes of your content online right now, there's a reason it's called the one hour launch workshop. Because for, I had a, a young man tell me like, man, if I can get somebody to consume 60 minutes of my content in six to 12 months, I'm winning. Mm. I'm like, man, I can go do that on one stage, mm. <laughs> one podcast, one breakout, one local stage. I can go get them to consume 60 minutes of my content on one stage and it expedites the six to 12 to 18 to 24 months for people to connect with you. That's why this workshop is called the one hour launch yeah. workshop in 60 minutes. It expedites the process of people wanting to go deeper with you period. Okay. And it we, doesn't, yeah. You, and, and you nailed me totally. Cause again, you know, back to our first interview folks, which you don't miss that one. Uh, but in that, you know, I, I shared that I tend to be a bullet point guy. So I want to tell you why this product is, is great. And I forget about the fact of, if you were asked, how did you come about this? Well, my buddy and I are lamenting about the investment that we put time and money in ourselves and our family's health. And yet we get no benefit from our health insurance. Uh, that seems ridiculous. That's different than any other kind of insurance. Anyways, there's a story right there. And I forget to lead about that. And so to some degree, I hear you saying just use, you have a personal connectedness to anything that you're out here promoting, do that. But then to some degree, and again, going back to our main interview with you, your personal story is so significant to why you're doing what you're doing here. And, and I think, yeah, so many folks that shared here fall right in line with you. Some big events, some big hurts and how they can be redeemed. Um, which redemption is, is my big, my, uh, I, you're the redemption guy in my book, man. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Uh, okay. Joe Pellerito here. He says uh, his tagline here was live big, love big and adventure more. He had two sudden deaths, a sister and a friend, and it's reminded him to act now. I'm sad for the losses, but I'm happy for the lessons uh, learned. He says, we also gained a, a family through an adoption, an open adoption after infertility. It's my son's 13th birthday today. And we celebrated it with his birthday birth parents, birth grandparents, birth brothers. Uh, he says his birth parents actually stayed together and were later married and had two more sons, but they're celebrating that. And that there's just hope at, in, in their marriage. After 18 years of this journey throughout these challenges, uh, he says his marriage has never been sweeter and he's learning to take responsibility by always looking in the mirror first, even when it doesn't feel like it, what you do now will bloom later. So it sounds like Joe is, is coming out on the other side here. 
Yeah, man. I, I love that he has his mottos. Those three points could be the three points that he talks about and gives stories to connect to those three points. And there's a reason he used the word adventure. Maybe he is an adventure type of guy. And so maybe that's one of the things that allows people to be able to experience what he's experienced in life. And so he might be able to go share that message with pastors or CEOs or entrepreneurs and help them understand that. And then it might be where his call to action is come spend four days with me in an adventure type of situation where we allow you to be free and have freedom like that could be that's the perfect alignment of a talk that is his story coupled with an experience that he can provide that's in alignment with his talk now people will have two decisions man i believe what he said i'm going to create more adventure and experience in my life and i'm just going to go do that on my own or i'm going to go do it with him because he's figured it out he's got this incredible experience that happens three or four times in colorado every single year that i can just go be a part of mm-hmm. and, and so what i would say is like i want people to see how i think like that's if adventure is a big part of this story and he can show people how to do that you know and the talk the talk is what will motivate them to want to do that goodness thank you uh, here's one, Anne Marie uh, Friesma, and I actually know Anne Marie, and they have they have their own kids, and they've taken in some kids with some really hard stories, and it has made for some significant challenges in their home and their relationships and their life. So her focus is how, uh, and I see this; she wants to get this out. How trauma affects our brains and therefore our behaviors, how abuse and neglect and trauma in utero shapes us even, how we parent and teach these kids differently, these ones with trauma, and sharing stories of her years as a foster and adoptive parent and what she's learned from that as a mom and as a person. And now she's one, and again, I can speak to her personally, where she's dealt with a lot for a long time, they've overcome a lot, they've learned a lot, and yet they're still also dramatically in the midst of it. I mean, these kids are still fairly young and they are learning every day and she's just being wowed by the reality, the studies on trauma as she witnesses what her kids are going through. And it's spoken a lot to me as we have our youngest uh, adopted as well and seeing uh, the the effects even after you know a couple years now of us pouring into her and loving her and yet the, the effects of that childhood neglect and abuse. And so this is a message that matters to me, but yeah, here's one again where learning a lot, overcoming a lot, also still in the midst of it. Yeah, I think she's, I think she's probably always going to be in the midst of it for a bit because she just continues to do it. So I think about like our foster mom who brought our baby Emma back to life. Like after Emma got out of ICU for six months, she went with this foster mom and this foster mom does things to either nurture them, breathe life into them, pray over them. And I don't remember the exact number, but let's just say it's 40 or 50 babies who are having a significant medical challenge. Um, She feels a calling in her life to take them in. And many of them, their last days, like that's like many of them, you know, a lot of them don't end up making it, but she feels like they need to feel loved and nurtured. Like what a ministry, right? Like what a ministry. Well, there's a lot that she learns, has learned through that process of like how she's been able to nurture babies back to life. Mm-hmm. For her to be able to share that message one day would be transformational to all parents to understand the importance of nurturing. So she came in and said, and the, and, and the lady that just spoke could be very related. You know, I've seen, I'm not, these aren't the numbers. So don't quote, I mean, this is not the numbers. I've brought in 47 medically, significantly medically challenged babies into my home. Um, 34 of them, I've been able to see them shine and thrive and 13 of them, you know, didn't make it. Mm. 
But I want you to understand in your parenting journey, the things that I've learned and what it takes to really nurture your kids, because this is something we've learned and that we don't always do in nurturing our kids. And I'm going to show you the four or five biggest things that we've done to nurture our kids. And I'm telling you, every parent in the audience would be like, okay, I'm all ears Absolutely. because this lady had real life experience. It's the same with this lady here too. So I believe there's a way that she can serve many people in helping them understand the science and the, and the data. But guess what? She's got a whole lot more than the science and the data. She's got story to show. And, you know, a lot of people say the science and data back it up as she begins to open with story and open up their hearts as she teaches them, the, the science and the data will just reinforce everything that she's taught them, you know, the brain science that is and the data. So I believe there's a, an incredible opportunity. And when I say opportunity, I'm talking about serving. I'm talking about impact. You help enough people get what they want. You'll always have what you want. I know <laughs> that, that guy that said that. Yeah, you know that guy. I know that. But, but she has an opportunity to help a lot of people. Yeah. Well, you know what I hear you speaking so loud and clear is that all these things we have gone through good and bad, what it gives us is massive credibility, which has got to be what that's the Holy grail these days, isn't it? We, again, we got, yep. we're so inundated. Who can we, and that's what I hear from you when you speak and you tell your story, Pete, it's, it's the credibility, man. I, I, I am open to hear whatever you have, have to say now, because I, I connect with you and I trust you. So that's what I hear yep. you saying. This is, this is credibility and trust one-on-one. Yes. Yeah. And I know you've been walked in my shoes yeah. and I know you've experienced something that I haven't experienced, which is why going back, if you haven't walked through the testimony, people are going to see you just as ordinary in the sense that <laughs> you're right there where I'm at right now. Like I'm frustrated. I'm struggling. I'm, they can't just feel that they also have to see that you've walked through it. And not that you're perfect, but you figured out some things because that's what they want to get to. That's what they're striving to do in their business, in their relationships, in their life with their kids. It doesn't matter. So, All right. I got one more for you. I know you've got interviews stacked up. So uh, Lisa Castone, Lisa Ann Castone, she says, I would have to say that overcoming stereotypes and poor self-confidence is her, is her focal point. I was always the chubby girl made fun of in school, did not have good relationships with my mom. My dad passed unexpectedly when I was 13, which was pretty traumatic as a daddy's girl. I also had my oldest son at 21 years prior to going to nursing school, going through these life experiences helped me uh, help, help me have the drive to finish nursing school, get two master's degrees and be the best mom, wife, daughter, and a million other roles that I can be. My mom and I are now closer than ever. And I wouldn't trade our relationship for the world. She's walked in some hard shoes. Hasn't she Pete? Yeah, she has. Yeah. And you know, that's a great one to end on because you know, I, I, you know, if you listen to my podcast, I talk about the struggles of my dad and I story, but on the back end, I get to talk about the beauty yeah. that has come from those struggles. And so she has that right there. I don't know what everything that she wants to take to the world or what she wants to teach them through her experiences. But I will tell you that she's got a very similar story in the sense of just like her mom and her are in an incredible place today. And so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how she begins to share that with the world. So absolutely. Well, Pete, man, thank you for inspiring us to 
take our stories to utilize them so that we can connect with people. Yeah, I feel like I've got these bullet points of my own after this, the redemption, the credibility, the connectedness uh, that you are leading us in this charge with. So uh, folks, again, everybody's going to be joining Pete to figure out how to do this in specifics at the onehourlaunchworkshop.com slash Miller. If you'll use that link, that would be great. And I hope everybody kick comes there. Tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Kick off tomorrow. And uh, as of this recording, and again, folks, you'll, you'll join the, I think the entire Ziegler team and family there because uh, we are all on board with this. Pete, man, again, thanks for coming back with us third time now to share this. I want it ingrained in people so they're going out there and rocking the world with their stories thanks to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. So friends, this is our third time with Pete in the past two weeks. Again, get involved with him in the power of the one hour launch workshop with our entire Ziegler family and team at one hour workshop one hour launch workshop.com slash Miller one hour launch workshop.com slash Miller where he's helping us all clearly communicate our stories and stand out even in the most competitive markets uh, and let Pete know the value you received from the, this show and the other ones by leaving a review in iTunes for the Ziegler show or wherever you listen to podcasts but mention Pete Vargas specifically and what you gained from him uh, I've got a great message coming up in our next show that I'll fill you in on right after I share these great resources. Okay, coming up next in show 623, we're talking about gifts, not your giftings and talents, but literal gifts. Uh, but the point is building relationships and standing out. It's building social capita, probably the most valuable commodity that we have in today's overcrowded marketplace. So John Rulin is our guest and he's on the show because he wowed me, truly. He gifted me beyond the point of just feeling reciprocity, but I felt really known and cared for. And from it, we developed a friendship and we're going to do some business together. And here I am telling the world about him. I brought him on, folks, because I want you to hear this message. And I want you to benefit in the ways that he has, and he's helped so many people. Uh, his personal story of how he came to be the most known gift giver and, and business producer is amazing. And he did it for some of the biggest names in business, people like Jeffrey Gittimer and Keith Ferrazzi and so many more. I mean, the point, again, is to help you stand out and to grow your relationships and increase your business in one of the most fun and profitable ways ever, wowing people with giving and loving on them, which is, that's what he says, that the gift giving is a form of a love. So again, you're going to be intrigued here. Well, till then, thank you for allowing me to walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.